You're listening to the Artist Talk podcast. For those of you who don't know me, I am Michelle Calloway. I am your host. I am an editorial and portrait photographer based in Jacksonville, Florida. I am also creative director of Space 42. It is a new contemporary art gallery based here as well. The goal of the Artist Talk podcast is to inspire artists and creative entrepreneurs to pursue their passions and succeed in their business. Today's interview is with Heather Ratliff. She's a freelance makeup artist and rep who has risen to the top of her company. And let me tell you, her story is nothing short of inspiring. Also, as a side note, if you guys stay tuned to the end of the interview, I have a surprise giveaway to announce, so make sure you listen all the way through to the end. Enjoy the interview. Hey guys, welcome back to the Artist Talk podcast. I'm here with makeup artist Heather Ratliff. Welcome, girlfriend. Hey. <laughs> Heather is a full-time freelance makeup artist living in Iowa who I met at Camp Climb. Camp Climb was a conference I spoke at for female creatives a few weeks ago. Picture a Girl Scout camp meets Girl Boss Rally. It was amazing. <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit how you got involved and kind of, I guess, how we met at the conference? Absolutely. So I actually met Mariah, which is one of the founders of it. She she collaborates with it um, through she created my logo for my branding. And that's kind of how I met her. And then we became friends and she followed me on social media. And so she was able to see a lot of my art with makeup and had asked me to do her makeup for family photos. Um, then turned out she decided that they needed makeup done for the speakers, which included you and Jenna Kutcher and asked me if I would be willing to do makeup for the event. And so that was sort of like a rocking opportunity. I was able to come in and do six women's makeup in four hours. It was awesome. And that's kind of how I got connected with Camp Climb. And you killed it. And it was definitely like, we didn't have a lot of time and Heather was so professional and she was like, okay, I've got this. And we all kind of came in. And I think it was like, we were all sort of hanging out. Like we were girlfriends. Like, I don't know. Like I felt like we were in like our dorm room and we were all just like hanging out. Yeah. Like getting our makeup done and talking and Heather definitely made the experience so fun. So I definitely wanted to get her on the podcast and I've never interviewed a makeup artist before, but as a photographer, obviously I have worked with so many makeup artists, um, in my time. And I kind of, I love makeup artists personally. I always love the personality because it's always like a really fun, the the type is normally like fun, bubbly, outgoing, but like really creative at the same time. And I feel like that embodies you. Okay. So tell us a little bit about how you got started in makeup. I would love to. So it kind of goes back a ways to about when I was about five years old, I um, developed a disorder called trichotillomania. And basically it is a mental health disorder where you pull your hair out. And for me, it was mostly my eyelashes and my eyebrows. But as you can about imagine, when you don't have eyebrows or eyelashes, it definitely affects your outward appearance. And so my parents were not sure what I was doing. My people would ask constantly what was wrong with me and make comments to me all the time about it. And I really didn't know why I was doing it. Um, But I do remember the first time I went into my mom's bathroom and I kind of watched her putting on makeup. And then I put on eyeliner for the first time. And for the first time in my life, I remember looking in the mirror and being like, oh my gosh, like I look pretty because it looks like I had eyelashes and eyebrows. And so 
to me, that was so empowering. And that was kind of where my love for makeup started. But um, I got really good at concealing my disorder. And then it definitely obviously came forth a lot more later down the road. Um, I think when I met you at Camp Climb, we kind of had discussed um, trichotillomania, which is something that people don't really talk about. And I've heard of it, but I definitely didn't know that much about it. Um, So is it sort of, is it caused by anxiety? Is that what kind of drives that behavior? They actually, I did quite a bit of research on this. They're actually not sure of an actual cause. It's more so different for every single person that has it. But it does seem like it goes hand in hand with anxiety and depression, especially anxiety. Um, And I do have anxiety. I'm actually on a medication right now for anxiety. Um, But from a lot of women that I have talked to, I've connected with a lot of women that share this disorder um, ever since I've kind of opened up about it. And it seems like something different triggered all of us. So it's really interesting, but it's actually a very common disorder. It's just crazy. But, but like, yeah, how perfect is that, that you found makeup as sort of like a solution to kind of not necessarily conceal, but kind of, yeah, but like to bring you that sort of like fulfillment, um, when, you know, behind closed doors, like there definitely was an issue going on. So, I mean, talk about like a full circle moment for you. I mean, that's amazing. And especially since I was younger, I mean, when you're younger, you don't get the luxury of wearing makeup. And so I, it impacted my self-esteem so much and my confidence. Like I remember constantly hiding and like averting my eyes so that people couldn't look at me and stare at me because I could always tell when they were staring at me. And I'd always wanted to feel pretty. Like I remember all like always thinking that like, I want to be beautiful. I want to be pretty. And I never felt that way growing up because people were always asking what was wrong with me and people were always staring at me and So I kind of, I quickly became very like withdrawn and ashamed of it. But then, yeah, like you said, once I could start wearing makeup, I could conceal it. And it just added a whole new level of confidence for me. And that was so empowering that I just Mm -hmm. grew to really love makeup. And that was when I started kind of doing my friends' makeup in college. And I mean, I always have loved it, but it never actually became like a a full-blown like passion of mine until I had my son. And that was kind of when I got into the business side of it, thinking, oh, I'll try this. I love it. I'll just see what happens and not thinking that it would turn into what it has turned into. So it's been a huge blessing. It seems like that. And the coolest part to me is like, you seem so driven to make other people feel beautiful, which is what I felt sitting in your chair. And you're like, oh my goodness. Like you just showered me with compliments. And like, as a woman, I mean, we don't, I don't necessarily get to experience that very often, especially having your makeup done is like a luxury to me, but like how it makes you feel so good because I knew like we were going on stage and I think some of my followers know, like that was really my first experience speaking in front of a group. And so I was terrified. And like the last thing I wanted to worry about was my makeup and how my face looked. And so like, that was such a blessing to be able to have, that part taken care of to say, okay, I know that my face at least looks okay. And I don't have to worry about doing my own. (laughs) You are gorgeous girl. And I I think that's seriously why I have grown to love it so much because not only was it life changing for me in like my confidence, Mm -hmm. 
but I can watch other people's confidence literally just like skyrocket. And that to me, like serving others in that way and just being able to learn something that I can use to like help others feel beautiful. And I mean, it's not even just women like you that are gorgeous anyway, that <laughs> it's also women that have Aww. things that they do want to conceal. Like if they have acne scarring or really dark circles, or they have things about their face that they are really self-conscious of, like it's so right. amazing and so empowering to be able to sh show them like just little tips and tricks to make them feel like the fierce woman that they are. <laughs> no, it's like, that's what makeup can do. It can definitely like make you feel like a completely different person and just kind of like another layer of confidence, which we all know is, you know, confidence is, is key when you're entering a room or you're like myself speaking in front of a large crowd, like, you know, you need to have confidence and believe in yourself and, you know, I definitely think makeup makes a huge difference um, with that. But um, I noticed on set that you had a lot of makeup with you. And I believe that you work for a brand called Unique. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about the company you work for? And then how did you find them to, I guess, represent you or you're representing them? I'm not sure how it works. But yeah, talk a little bit about um, that company. Absolutely. I have such a love for this company. They have such an awesome mission to uplift, validate, and um, empower women. That's our mission. And when I very first joined, I basically, it's a direct sales business, just to clarify that company. So we are actually all independent under them, but we sell the, the products that are with Unique. Um, but when I first joined, I just basically loved the products. They are naturally based ingredients. And I, um, I just had a baby. And so I was becoming very self-conscious of what I was putting on my skin as I was nursing. And I was very self-conscious of what was going in my bloodstream. So I was actually looking for makeup that was more clean. Um, and so that was kind of how I found Unique. And then I had tried a few products and absolutely loved them. So I kind of... I initially kind of signed up for the discount. I wanted a discount on my own makeup. Um, and then I'm actually a doctor of occupational therapy. And now I had just quit that job to stay at home with my son that I had just had. And uh, I was kind of having a little bit of like guilt because I had student loans. And to me, I felt bad that I had the burden on my husband to help me pay off those loans while I decided to stay at home with my son even though I knew that that was kind of what God was calling me to do. So part of me really wanted to try the business. And I thought, you know what, this is awesome makeup. I can definitely share this with my friends and family and maybe make some extra income. So I had a passion. I started sharing. I started doing makeup videos, tutorials, trips. I was learning everything. Like I literally could not get enough. All those late nights that I was up till like <laughs> five times in the night nursing, I was constantly searching for things to teach people and learn. Um, and honestly, it just grew from there. Um, but the company is amazing. And the fact that I didn't even know this when I joined, but that's how I joined. Um, they actually have part of their mission is supporting a wife, the Y foundation. And the Y foundation is a retreat. It's called the Haven retreat. And it's a place for women that have been sexually abused as children to go for healing and counseling services. Um, it's a four day retreat and it's the location is not known. It's confidential so that they can feel safe when they go there. But basically um, they do some really, really neat activities while they're there and unique 
funds that a hundred percent except for the transportation there and home. So it's a four day event. I think it was about $4,000 to sponsor one survivor. And so what I really love is that like I, as in my business, I'm also supporting this foundation as well. Like they have the option for you to round up to the nearest dollar with every order that you place. And anybody that orders is able to do that. And I love that. Um, wow. We raise, we raise about $40,000 every month just through that feature. Wow. That's amazing. So, I mean, do the math, you can send quite a few survivors just through that feature. Um, so that is something else that is dear to my heart because I'm a survivor as well. I was um, date raped when I was 17 years old and it's basically, they consider anyone who has been sexually abused as a child, someone who is forced to do things on, against their will under age 18. So I fit into that category. I've never been, um, but I do have some women that have went, that have went after hearing my story and mm. it's been life changing. It's, it's incredible. And one of the activities that we, they did, I know that they do is called King Bitsu. I can't even hardly say it. And basically they have these porcelain bowls and they, it represents like their life before they were um, harmed. And then they smash the bowl and it breaks it into a thousand pieces. And it basically is symbolizing that they were broken. Um, but then they get gold liqueur, which is like a adhesive and they piece the bowl back together and it's showing that you are more beautiful with the brokenness, with the flaws, and that you mm -hmm. can become whole again. And that to me, we did one, we did that activity at one of um, the leadership retreats that I had earned through them. And just like feeling that we get to make blankets for them and they get journals and stuff like that. It's just very empowering that it's not just surface level. Like we're not just selling a bunch of makeup to for to be like selfishly. It's benefiting so many people. And I just love, I love the company for that. They have a very strong mission in that. And it's, yeah, that's part of my passion with this company. That's unbelievable. How did you end up finding them? One of my friends had been selling the makeup and I just found her through social media. Um, and then I had ordered some things from her, loved the products. And then that's kind of when I decided to look into the company and I loved everything that they stood for. And I'm so thankful I joined because I was fearful. The number one selling product that probably mostly everyone knows them for is our mascara. And of course me not having any eyelashes really, I was like, how would I sell mascara? Like I'm not going to be good at this. But I think that's like the biggest thing that we need to overcome is like humans is no one ever gets to determine what you can and can't do. Like that's your own mm -hmm. limiting yourself. And then I loved everything else. And so I thought, you know what, I'll just try and sell everything else. But yeah, never let something like that hold you back. <laughs> but that's, that's literally how I found this company. And I'm very, very passionate about what they have to offer. That's awesome. I mean, the fact that you've aligned yourself with such an amazing company with all those amazing values, obviously, and it's bringing you value as a human being. Absolutely. Um, and then to me, it seems like, you know, you obviously said, you know, I was occupational therapist. And then, you know, I kind of found makeup. So it seems to me like you were definitely pulled in a direction um, that you were supposed to go and and from an outsider's perspective, knowing who you are, it seems like you're extremely, you're extremely driven as an individual. And obviously, as like, 
a woman and a human being to kind of serve and to give back to the community. Um, One of my questions I have for you is like, where does all of that drive come from? Oh, absolutely. My God and savior. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have a very, I have a very strong relationship with Christ. um, And he definitely has empowered me to do everything that I'm able to do. And my number one goal through this is just to glorify him through everything that I do. And I've seen this as a way that he has given me gifts in this way that I do love people. Um, and he's given me the creativity that I can use this for his glory and for his good. Um, but I also think that it's really important to have a really strong why. If you're going to get into sales of any sort or network marketing, I feel like you have to have a very, very strong why, or it is very mm-hmm. easy to give up because mm-hmm. in the world of sales, there's a lot of no's, there's a lot of rejection, there's a lot of people that are annoyed, feeling like you're being salesy or spammy, and they don't want that. And so um, I feel like it's just a really fine line of where you are in that process. Uh, my why is I, I loved being an occupational therapist, I was a pediatric therapist, I worked in homes, and I worked with parents of fa- kids that had disabilities. I loved that what I did not love was the paperwork. I would spend weekend, my entire weekend getting caught up on paperwork when I wanted to be spending time with my husband or I would want to go back to Nebraska and see my family for a few days. This is while I was in Arizona working and I would have to request time off or maybe I wouldn't be able to request time off because I didn't have enough vacation time accrued or I had to set my alarm clock every morning and God knows I hate getting up. I hate setting my alarm clock. I want to decide when I'm going to get up. <laughs> but even <laughs> having children, I mean, they're my alarm clocks now. But I just remember, like, just I disliked that. I love being my own boss. I love deciding when I'm going to work and when I'm going to spend time with my family. And I love not having all the paperwork. But I also love that I don't have to ask myself permission to get a raise. I I don't have to go in and ask for a raise or a bonus. I make that happen. And what I put into this is what I get out of it. And there's no limits. Like literally the sky is the limit as to how much I can make with this business. And so that has been so empowering to me to the point where I don't even, I don't even want to go back to my five to or nine to five job because this is so freeing for me. It's so flexible. I love the freedom and I recently even had the conversation with my husband, like, if I can make this into a full-time gig, should we, like, let's, can we, can I do this? And I'm already at the point where I'm making what I was making as an occupational therapist. So it can only go up from here, right? Yeah. So that's kind of where I compared the numbers with him. And I'm pursuing this like 100% right now, um, even though I'm a stay-at-home mom. I should say work at home mom. So I have two toddlers. And so all my time cannot go into my business, obviously, because being a mom is my priority. But I do, I am able to work on my business when I, when they go to bed at night and the hustle is real. I put on, (laughs) when I can work, I I work. (laughs) For you, what is your why? I mean, did you really kind of, what keeps driving you to show up all the time? Oh man, I, it's funny because my why has changed so many times. 
I mean, my why in the beginning was just to get a discount on my makeup. And then it changed to, oh, wow, this can actually be something. So then my why became, I want to show other women like this confidence that I have found. And I want them to see the beauty that they have, like that everyone else sees, but they don't see themselves. And so then it became about building other people's confidence and then showing other women what they're capable of. And now it's really shifted to, I, I want this for myself. I want this for my family and I want the freedom. I want to be my own boss. Like that's really what my why has shifted to. I want to be present for my kids. I want to be able to attend all their games and, you know, be there for them when they need their mom. And I don't want to be gone. I want to be present. So that I love that. Currently yeah. is my strong way. I just, I love when you said like, I am kind of like in charge of my future. And if I want to do more and be more, it's up to me. And I think that's something I've learned as an entrepreneur as well. Is like, I could never work for somebody else because I'm a terrible employee because I'm like, <laughs> I'm a perfectionist and I want things to be a certain way. And, you know, I just, I never really fit into that mold very well. And so entrepreneurship, like you said, it's so hard and you're working all the time, but like the amount of freedom that you can have saying, I I'm deciding to do this. It kind of empowers you um, in your own life. And obviously as a woman um, and as a mother to really make changes for yourself and for your family. Um, another question that I wanted to touch on, and this was actually a question that we talked about at um, Camp Climb um, on the panel, was how do you manage to balance motherhood while running your business? And my answer was there is no such thing as balance. So I'm curious, what is your answer to that question? <laughs> well, I agree with you to an extent. Like, is there really such a thing as balance? I don't think there's a thing such as perfect balance because that's just never going to happen. But what I have found is, I mean, I've struggled. I have, my husband and I have gotten into arguments about this, just keeping it real because I would work too much or I'd be on my phone too much. And it's so easy when you're so passionate about something to spend too much time working on it. And so I really love that my husband's very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He, He keeps me in check and he lets me know when I'm working too much. Um, but what I've kind of noticed in myself, just knowing myself and my habits is that I have to schedule time in for it because so much of the time I was constantly on my phone. I have a team of about almost 500 women on my team. And you can about imagine when I'm answering all questions and color matching for shades for foundation and stuff all day long, I'm not very present. And so I had to like learn to set boundaries for myself And that makes it so that I set boundaries to where I will only check my phone certain times of the day. Sometimes I do better than others. And I'll set up myself a schedule time at the end of the night where I do follow-ups, where I work on checking with my team and I check in with my customers and I work. Um, But otherwise I was just not present. And that's not the kind of mom that I wanted to be. And that's not the kind of wife that I wanted to be. So by Sunday, just making sure that I know what my priorities are and knowing that that comes first, it helps me with scheduling my time to be the most efficient. Like at our Bible study the other day, they had brought up the example of they had two glass jars and they said that the most important things were resembled by the golf balls. And then they had like a bunch of little gumball looking things. They were saying that, you know, if you put the important stuff in first, you can fill all the other stuff in the cracks. 
and fill it mm-hmm. full. But if you put in all the bubble gums first and then try to put your golf balls in, the golf balls won't fit. And that's because you need to make time for what's important first and then fill the other time. And I'm not saying that the business is not important to me because it is, but that's not what my priority is. And that kind of was what fills in the cracks. And I work on that when I can and I schedule time in because it is a priority after my family. And I just feel like everyone has to know what your boundaries are. You have to know what your priorities are. And that helps you determine your own balance because everyone is going to be different. Yeah, I think I noticed when I, um, I found myself doing the same thing where I would like be on social media too much, or I would be working too much, or it was like, I had no time schedule and I had no boundaries. Now I have them tremendous boundaries. And I post on Instagram and I'll stay on for 10 minutes. And then I literally put my phone away because it's like, it's like, to me, you kind of have to separate the personal from the business and like social media now for me has obviously become a part of my business. So I kind of have to remove myself sometimes emotionally from the personal side of it and say, okay, I can't get wrapped up in what people are saying or doing. This is just a marketing. This is just a little bit of marketing that I'm doing throughout the day for my business. And then obviously um, I run the social media for space 42, which is the gallery. So same thing there. And I just, I do the work and I schedule it and then I kind of put it away. And when I pick my son up from school, um, I don't schedule anything. You know, it's usually I come home you know, and I give him the time that he needs. And it's very empowering to me to like, know that I have clear boundaries between my business and then my children or my child. I only have one, (laughs) but yeah. Setting boundaries is hard when you're so passionate, but it's necessary. It's easy to get lost. Yeah. It's definitely easy to get kind of lost in the mix um, of all the work, especially because I could be working all day long. And I think a lot of people don't realize that about business owners, especially creative Mm -hmm. business owners is that you, I could literally be working all the time. There's always something I could be doing. It's like, but how do you turn it off and say, okay, I can do that, you know, tomorrow, or it's not so important for that to happen, you know, obviously right away. But um, I absolutely agree. I have, I have a question that kind of came up. I was kind of thinking about questions and this was kind of a question that I recently have kind of struggled with. Um, what is the biggest lie that you had to overcome about yourself? (laughs) Which one? I mean, (laughs) oh man. And I mean, I kind of shared a little bit about um, the shame that I had with my disorder. And I feel like a lot of how I grew up feeling about myself. I mean, even to this day, so much of what I heard was what I allowed to define me. Right. And so um, if I have any tips about like what I had to overcome about myself was this believing that I wasn't ugly, that I wasn't, there wasn't something wrong with me, that I was worthy of great things. I was capable of greater things than my outward appearance. And I think that's something that a lot of us are that's holding us back is that we're scared of what other people think, or we're mm-hmm. scared that we're going to fail. And really, that's not how you're going to grow. And it's also not how I mean, you have to get out of your comfort zone to become great. And that was something else that I had heard. And one of the speakers say was we always tell everybody like, be yourself, be yourself. There's enough other people in this world. Well, you can't be successful if you are just 
being yourself. And let me clarify before you, <laughs> before you gasp, right? That you have to do things that are outside of your comfort zone that are outside of like what you would do to oh, yeah. grow. Yeah. And so if you're only going to do things that you're comfortable with, that you're like, oh, well, that's so me, then you're never going to become what God created you to be. And I think that was something that I had to get out of my own way. But I also had to quit putting so much value into what other people were saying about me or what other people were telling me I was capable of because I heard it all. I heard like, it's annoying when people post selfies of their face on social media all the time, or it's annoying when people that don't actually know anything about makeup are trying to teach other people about how to do makeup. I mean, let's be real. I've never had professional education on how to do makeup. I have watched all kinds of videos. I've learned a lot. And I think you could vouch for me in saying that I love it. So I feel like when you get out of your own way and you start putting more emphasis into like loving the person that you are trying to become, if it's a, you know, where you, where are you at in your heart? That's, I think what you need to pay more attention to than all the opinions of everybody else, because you're never going to be everybody else's cup of tea. (laughs) So you just need to be confident in who you are and realize that you are like, why not you? Why can't you be the, the person of your dreams. Like you can be successful if you just work at it and you're confident and you allow yourself to push yourself because you, if you just stay in one spot, you're never going to, you're never going to grow as a person. And that's, I feel like the trials and the hardships are what makes you, you. And so to just kind of embrace the trials and the circumstances and know that they're all preparing you for your purpose. Right. What about in relation to your business? Um, Were there any lies that you were telling yourself in relation to running your own business or kind of pursuing a business? I mean, I feel like I have imposter syndrome still. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I definitely told myself like, who do you think you are? Because I'd heard it from other people. Like, who are you to be teaching someone how to do makeup? Like, who are you to be doing someone's makeup when you aren't an official makeup artist? Um, it's all about like the art. And I mean, I, for so long in the industry, I didn't feel like I had what it took. I don't feel like, or I didn't feel like I had enough skill. I didn't feel like I had enough beauty. Um, I didn't know enough people. There was a lot of lies I told about myself that I just basically was saying I was unworthy. I was unworthy of success or greatness or impacting other people. Um, like who was I to, have someone want to be inspired to be like, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of became, I mean, I've, I've overcome so much of that. I still get my feelings hurt and whatnot, but I've overcome a lot of that to quit listening to those lies. You, I mean, you literally have to change your mindset. You cannot let what other people think and what they say about you define who you are and your identity cannot be in that. Your identity Mm -hmm. has to be in something that's true and that's that you are loved and you are worthy. And that is what I have just really had to root myself in and tell myself that those lies that I don't belong or that I'm not able, I'm not capable of being successful or great in this business. I've just had to get over that and tell myself affirmations. Like I am worthy. I do have what it takes. Like I can do this. Like I can be at the top. And that's kind of what keeps me going. I love that. Yeah. Affirmations for me are super powerful. Something that I kind of like 
realized was like my 20s was spent me trying to prove myself to other people as far as like how good I was where I was like okay I can figure out this lighting setup I can recreate this photo I can run a commercial photography set I can hire a team of 10 people and run you know run the whole thing right like I proved that but like it gets to the point where okay I was spending too much time trying to prove myself that I wasn't able to grow my business or grow myself as far as like with, you know, I wasn't focused on, you know, putting myself out there for one, I was hiding behind my work because that's where it felt comfortable. But like you said, showing up and putting yourself out there, which is kind of where I'm going now, doing a lot of things I've never done. It's bringing me so much joy. And in turn, it's bringing me more clients and more connections that I could have ever imagined for. Like I'm actually comfortable speaking with my clients and giving follow-ups and sending them letters and saying thank you. Before I would like do a job and I would like get the chat, the paycheck, and then I'd be like scared to contact them again because like, what if they didn't like the photos? Like maybe they're, you know what I mean? Like there was like this thought in my head that was like, well, I know they're paying me obviously, but like, what if, what if it wasn't good? Right. And they're just like, Oh, these, you know, these are terrible. Like I would always have those thoughts where I was always thinking like, Oh, they're not good enough. And so I was always afraid to like contact people a second time or do a follow-up or do whatever, because I was so insecure about the work, even though everyone else was telling me it was great. I didn't believe it was good. Cause I was like, well, I can always be better. Like I can always be better. And then I think when I hit 30, I just kind of realized, okay, Michelle, there's a time we're always, you're always like able to grow as an artist, but that shouldn't always be your focus. Meaning like trying to be like better every single day and trying to learn a new skill and a new lens and a new lighting and a new, like it has to get to the point where you develop your personal style and then you really nurture the people that like that thing and that was sort of like a aha moment for me. Oh yeah. It was like build oh, build the brand, build what you do, love what you do, obviously grow and learn new techniques, but don't be afraid of like putting yourself out there and creating a brand because you're so worried about like the work not being good enough. Well, I think that's what you brought up was such a good point that you need to be proud of what you're doing and push yourself to always be better. But there's like that very fine line of like still being humble about it. And I think that was where I, I kept getting caught up in it too, because I felt like if I was proud of my work and showing people like how proud I was, I was bragging. Right. And I didn't want to sound like I was so full of myself or bragging about how awesome I was. I wanted just to be able to share my work. And so, but there's such a, I feel like, you do that very, very well. Like you are good at what you do, but you stay humble doing it and recognize that there's always room for improvement. Always. There always and that's yeah. where I think is what has kept me. I don't know where I'm at too, because I know that I can always be better. I can always learn more, but yeah, I am proud of like where I'm at and like how hard I have worked to get here mm-hmm. and just how it's, everything is working together. Like all things really do just work together for good. If you'll just allow yourself. Yeah. And not be afraid to put yourself out there, which was like the biggest moment for me, which was like, put yourself out there on social media, write about your life, share with your audience who you are. Because I mean, it's a great piece of advice because it's like, if they don't know who I am as a photographer and I'm hiding behind my photos, who's ever going to really care about what I do? Because I'm in a sea of 
millions and millions of other people that are doing essentially the same thing. But it's like, you kind of have to carve out your own, you know, niche. And I think the way that we do that as artists is not necessarily by our work. Obviously, part of it is the work, but the other part is the person behind the work. Why should they care about the artist? I mean, and that's why I really started this podcast was because I was running into all these artists that I love their work and like it wasn't selling. And I kept thinking like, why isn't this sell? Like, why is it so hard to make it as an artist? And like, why is there such a disconnect between, I'm talking more fine art world, but like between the buyers and the artists. And for me, the realization was that there needed to be a connection with the artist and the buyer or the client. And to me, that was their story. That was being able to tell their story and have them talk about the process behind making the work. Why did they make the work? What was their medium? What was their challenges? So like, I just think telling the story behind the work is also really, really powerful when you're talking about, you know, connection and things like that. Oh, great. Well, not Um, even just in your business, but like what we do as well. Like I'm in direct sales. I mean, there's over a million presenters alone that sell unique products. And so it's, we really, really push that. Like what sets you apart? Why are people going to, you know, purchase from you? And that's where I, that's what I apparently have heard was one of my strengths was just being vulnerable and being genuine and honest and people buy from people, you know, you don't buy from right. you know the website, you buy from a person and that's where you really want people to feel like they can relate to you. Like you're not perfect. You don't mm-hmm. have it all together, which social media kind of has a flaw of showing because we only post our highlights. But so I think that's kind of what has also set me apart a little bit in my journey is that I'm pretty open about the things that I have really struggled with. And that has helped people really relate to me that they don't have to be perfect either. They can be successful and with what God has given them and the circumstances that they've been dealt and that you can literally use anything for good. Right. No, I love that. Um, I want to talk about uh, what so we've, I feel like we've kind of unpacked so many things, but I want to talk about kind of for you, um, obviously you've given such amazing advice, but for you as like a personal artist, um, in your own business, what is your goal? Like, do you have a five year goal? Do you have a 10 year goal? Is there anything that you're actually working towards? Like, do you feel like there's, there's an end or is this just a journey for you the whole time? Oh, that is such a packed question, a loaded question. It's a big Uh, question, but like, I always like to know, like, I have a goal sheet and I have like things that I want to accomplish, obviously. Like, so for you, like, I guess what's your next biggest goal that you're working towards? I feel like goals are essential if you want to go anywhere, because I mean, you have to have a roadmap if you want to get to a destination, right? And -hmm. I feel like your goals are the way to get there. My ultimate goal would be able to retire and have money coming in from this business to support my family, like my husband and I, and I would love to travel eventually as well with him. Uh, I'm one step from the top of the company. And that obviously is a, like, I would say more of a short term goal for me because I am so close to hitting it. Um, So that's like on my 
short-term goals that I would love to hit the top of the company and be recognized by them because it's such an honor. You are recognized on stage. You get to meet with the founder and co-founder and they, it's just amazing. It's a really, really awesome opportunity. And you like, it's just that validation that I hit the top of the company. I've pushed myself, my, and mostly my team because your team is, you have to have your team to get there. And so it's really an accomplishment for so many people. Um, so that's kind of like my short-term goal would definitely be to hit the top of the company eventually. Um, but yeah, like my long-term goal is definitely to hopefully have this as a full-time gig while my kids are in school, be able to put more time and energy into this business. Uh, because I, like I said earlier, I love the freedom of it. I would love to not have a boss and have set hours that I have to work and paperwork that I hate doing. I would love for the freedom of just being my own boss. And so that is my ultimate goal with my business. So does that answer your question enough? Yes. Um, I wanted to have you touch on as well something new that Heather has been working on because obviously we follow each other on social media. Um, Can you talk about the inspiration behind the She Conference, please? Yes, absolutely. So actually, Camp Climb is kind of what inspired me for this event that I put together. Um, I love when powerful women all come together and help serve other women. Um, And so my goal was I have a lot of really awesome connections. And I believe that every connection happens for a reason. And so I finally decided to utilize some of those connections. And I rallied up some really amazing female entrepreneurs um, that are very well known in their areas and experts in different areas like decor, fashion, um, health, like all kinds of different areas. And we are hosting a Facebook online event where we're just sharing about um, our expertise and empowering women in just multiple areas of life. And that literally has become my passion is just finding ways to add value, not just push our products or push our services, but to just serve other people and add value before even remotely thinking about a sale. That's so smart. I mean, like I keep hearing that over and over. It's just like add value, add value, add value. And I just, it works. Like it literally works. Like if you're thinking about the value of what you're giving before what you're receiving, yes, there's just so much better energy in that like communication. And that's how I feel like I've kind of made a shift as well. Not like what I was doing before was purely selfish, but it is, it's easy as an artist. And I'm, and I'm speaking more from like having to make artwork in order to like express yourself. It's very personal and it's like very hard to sometimes want to share that with the world. And so Mm -hmm. I think my shift, like you said, has come from kind of flipping that over and saying, okay, how can I serve people more? Like, for instance, I'm doing, um, I don't know, I think in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be doing like a giveaway, like a photo shoot giveaway for a woman. And like, I've never done that before. Oh, that's like, awesome. I, I do free work all the time, but like, I've never done something where I've been like, okay, like, here's a giveaway, you know, let's see if I can make somebody feel beautiful because I want to enter. Yeah. Like that's, (laughs) and I'm like, I'm excited. Like, and I, 
partnered with other hair and makeup people here in Jacksonville. Oh, that's so awesome. And like, I'm excited because I'm like, I do, this is my job. I do it all the time. I have the the skills and the tools, you know, at my fingertips, you know, why not? <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. Like, like, yeah. After camp. Why climate, not? Yeah. It just well, yeah totally why not use, why not use your gifts and mm-hmm. what God's given you to help others? That's kind of my thought process too. And I've actually, I think I told you about it. I was kind of brainstorming some ways that I could do, do more serving in that aspect. And I'm going to be putting together some kind of a makeover, but where big people can be nominated that have, you know, that are, have done really kind things or generous things and just are maybe going through a really hard trial and people basically nominate them. And then, um, I will go through, which I don't know how I'll ever pick, but and then just like spend a day pampering and load them up with some free makeup products and just serve them in that way. I feel like would be an empowering thing too, and just spread some positivity in the at the same time. Yeah, no, I think I think that's like the key. It's like really if you're if you're running a business or obviously you're you know just a human being. <laughs> I mean, the more you can serve, the better. Obviously, it's, yes, karma is good in my book, all around, you know, spread love, spread good karma. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, one last question. Um, I feel like we're getting to the end. Um, So I always like to end these interviews with sort of like a takeaway for people who maybe are not in the position that they want to be, meaning they're not they're not quite sure how to get to where they want to go. And so I think a lot of times when we listen to podcasts and we read books about self-help or, you know, um, entrepreneurship or anything like that, it's always like, how can we um, unpack someone else's wisdom and implement it into our own lives to probably help us move forward? So my question would be, if you could give advice to any other artist or human being um, who's scared of pursuing their passion um, that may not be kind of the standard profession. And I always think of artists as falling into that category. Um, what would you tell them? I would tell them to, I mean, if they're scared of failing that I would um, basically have them write down in a journal, like what they're scared of and what would, what's the worst thing that would happen if you failed and then in another column, put like, what, what's the thing? What's the best thing that could come of this? And when you kind of, I feel like visual is so helpful for me. I'm a visual learner. And when I look at the two, I'm like, why not go for it? Like fear is so debilitating and it's a liar and it, it will literally cripple you and keep you from achieving your dreams and putting yourself out there. And so I would just tell you to, first of all, just like put it down on paper, write your goals down on paper, what you want to achieve or what's keeping you from getting there. And then just look at it. And literally, you're going to have to basically force yourself to do something about it. Um, That's my advice is to definitely be willing to push yourself. And whatever that is in your creative entrepreneurship, just allow yourself that freedom. And I don't know if anyone listening is a believer or not, but I pray a lot about that, that God will use me and God doesn't ask anything of you that he doesn't empower you to do. And Mm -hmm. he's given you all the qualities and characteristics that you need to 
fulfill your purpose. And when I know that, when I know that like God is with me in this and I, I already possess the qualities that I need to be successful and like pursue my dreams, then that really helps me get out of my own way. And that's been life changing for me. And so really find your why, because I feel like if you have a very strong why and like it's this or nothing, you would be surprised by the women that they had no other choice. They had to make this work. I mean, they're millionaires right now. It's crazy if you've heard (laughs) any stories like that, because you have so much power in you when you put your mind to it and you don't care what anyone else thinks and you just go for it. But fear is such a scary thing. And comparison is also just the ultimate thief of joy. And so stop comparing yourself to other people and just get out of your own way and make your dreams reality, write them down and go for it. Oh, I love that. That was like literally the best answer ever. I'm sitting here like, I feel like I'm like reading a book that's like telling me how to live my best, like Brene Brown, like, you know what I mean? Like comparison (laughs) is the thief of joy. And it's like, oh, funny. I I feel like she said that. I don't know if she said that, but I think she did. But like, it's so So true. true. Like, stop comparing yourself to other people. Live your truth. Be yourself. Like, it's push yourself. Yeah. I love that. Oh, you are just full of wisdom. And I feel like we could talk for hours, but <laughs> oh, it's been sure. almost an hour. So I feel like we should wrap things up. Thank you so much. I mean, this was amazing. I'm so glad that you got of to course. share your story with everybody. And if people want to connect with you, I'm definitely going to put all of her links. Her social media links will all be in the show notes below. But Please connect with Heather because she is such a beautiful human being and she posts all the time on social media. So you will definitely <laughs> see her face, her tutorials. She will teach you how to do a winged liner, maybe a wing liner. I don't know. Get the perfect brow. Yes. Like, of course, whatever Aww, you guys need. You so definitely make sure to give her a follow. And um, thank you again, Heather, so much for being on the show. How awesome is Heather? Oh my goodness, you guys. I'm so glad I got to chat with her. She is such an amazing human being and just full of so much wisdom. If you guys want to learn more information about Heather, just check the show notes below. I will have all of her social media links and ways that you can connect with her. Like I said in the beginning of this episode, I have a little surprise for everybody. So I've decided to do my first photo shoot giveaway. I have actually never done one of these, but I'm really excited because I have partnered with three fabulous female creatives here in Jacksonville for this giveaway. So what you will win will be a full studio beauty photo shoot photographed by yours truly, professional hairstyling, professional makeup, wardrobe styling, as well as $100 worth of products provided by a local salon. So... In order to enter, I need you guys to head over to my Instagram, which is at Michelle A. Calloway, find the photo that has the word giveaway on it, and follow all of the details below. I will be picking a winner on Monday, October 15th, so good luck and thanks again.